the story of the world and of our lives. Sometimes that history goes bump in the night. Broadcasting from the center of oddity and the supernatural in central Florida, it's the History Goes Bump podcast. spooktacular people welcome to this special bonus episode of the history ghost bump podcast i'm your host diane and this is kelly kelly as most people know we had a live show in september of 2021 and along with that we did a private investigation at the saint augustine lighthouse we certainly did and what we're going to present here are the findings Yes, we were hoping to get this out in October, but we had all the other extra episodes we did for that. So this one got carried over into November. So we did this on a Friday evening. We arrived at the lighthouse and checked in. We did the bug spray thing and prepared our equipment. (laughs) Gotta get rid of those skeeters. Uh, I tell you. And usually I don't have a lot of trouble with this, but Jerry had said, "Um, how do you think the mosquitoes are going to be there? Because I remember the last time Tracy and I were there, I got eaten alive. And I said, we better prepare to have bug spray. Actually, I don't think I got any on this trip. I don't think I I did either. I don't think they were that bad. I think we got really fortunate this time. But sometimes they can be pretty bad there. And we didn't investigate out in the wooded area because I know we tried to do that the one time and we ended up running out of there because you were getting eaten alive. Yeah, those skeeters were the size of mockingbirds. (laughs) (laughs) At least they feel like it sometimes. There were 25 of us. This was the largest ghost hunt we have ever hosted. That was really cool. It was a lot of fun. We not only had our co-hosts Jerry and Tracy Polly of Hillbilly Horror Stories, but Nick McGurr, who hosts tours and investigations in Charleston, also joined us, and he had some nice equipment with him. He sure did. And I have to tell you, loved his investigation technique. Definitely going to do a tour with him when we're in Charleston again. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. We also had our hunt regular, Dolly, with us, and she brought her new SLS camera with her. Big kudos to her because that's a big thing to be hauling around and jumping onto airplanes with and so on and so forth. Yeah, so I, I was really glad she brought it. She was like, next time I'm flying, I'm not bringing the SLS camera. So yeah. we're like, well, we'll be coming your way again. I know we're going to be in Iowa again. There's so much great stuff to do there. So I thought I would never go to the state that my sister lives in, but it gets more and more attractive the more haunted it gets. Many of the listeners also had equipment and we think everybody not only had a good time, but also had some unexplained things happen. Everyone was invited to climb the lighthouse. The view from the top is so amazing, especially at night. Our host, Amber and Diane, talk about being locked in the lighthouse by something unseen. She should already be at the top, so we do have some lanterns providing light. Okay. So if anybody would like to climb, they are more than welcome to go ahead and do that now. Okay. Great. Does anybody want to climb all the way to the top of the tower? Okay. We're going to do that right now, first thing, because then they'll shut that down for us and then we can start investigating after that so you can go ahead and start right now there are lanterns there's landings as you go up so it's a a heck of a climb it's over 200 stairs so you know rest on each of the landings if you need to go right ahead and go on up the first time we came here and did the ghost tour at night probably eliza i don't know locked us in there Okay, so yes, I've heard that. I was never here for this. One of our other staff members who is normally here, she's my other manager, 
she's been locked in there many times. So we, that's why that door is propped open because like we don't want anyone getting locked in there. Yeah. I personally don't even like being in there at night. <laughs> yeah, we didn't realize it at first. I yes, thought that there was something did. wrong with the door because we had somebody who'd come out because she was going to go ask the tour guide, can yeah. I climb up the stairs again? And so she went out and she was trying to get in and she kept pushing on the door and she's like, I can't get it open. I'm like, well, it's unlocked. So then I tried to get it from this side and I'm like, is it broken? Is there something yeah. wrong? Well, then after 10 minutes of this door's not budging, yeah. the tour guide comes over and he's like, well, I'm the only one who has a key and that's the only way you can lock it is with the key or unlock it. So we're like, oh. We've had that happen many, many, many times. And I'm just, like I said, thankfully, I'm not one of those people who's been locked in there. Um, but my other manager, who I work with, she said it's happened to her and she had to jump out of one of the windows. To wow. The door because every single person who had a key to the lighthouse was in that lighthouse. Wow. That would be really scary. And <laughs> be like, oh man, I can't get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it was one person at the top. One and then two people at the base because she was in the process of training somebody and they came back after they released them, went to grab the door handle, nothing would open. So they came like they had little windows on the side here, so they had to jump down the four feet. She made it about halfway and said, Wait, what if something's there? Made the other one come down with her and then walked to the door to find it like still locked. And we thought it happened during the day too. Wow, crazy. Our theory recently is because well, we noticed there's a few other things that have been happening. We think it's the Shadow Man. Oh, okay. Yes, that he might have been a former keeper of the lighthouse. And he's probably going, why is this door constantly unlocked? Exactly. exactly. It's supposed to be locked, especially at night. Pete, <laughs> closing our windows, too. And Amber shares about being touched by a ghost at the lighthouse. So we're not quite like a lot of reports of shadowy figures. We've had a lot of reports of people getting touched recently. Um, I got touched on my leg one day. We think that was the girls too because they were very fascinated with tattoos apparently. Oh, I should have worn my shorts I guess. <laughs> what did that feel like when you were touched? It was very cold, and I we noticed that we were getting a lot of activity that night because our EMF meter started spiking. We asked, you know, are the girls here with us? And it spiked red. Huh? And they settled down for a bit, and I was standing over in a corner by myself when all of a sudden, like, a cold spot just went from, like, the bottom here all the way up to the top and then just stopped. Interesting. Then we did a formal introduction. We want to thank all you guys for coming, not only to the live show, but to do this hunt with us. This is the largest ghost hunt that we've ever hosted before. I think the largest before this was nine people. So it's really cool to have you guys here. We've always had something happen when we've been here, but I won't guarantee that anything happens. That's Hopefully okay. we do. Um, I'm sure you guys all know Jerry and Tracy from Hillbilly Horror yes. Stories. For those of you who don't know, Kelly, raise your hand, is my co-host for History Ghost Bump. And then we have a special guest this evening, Nick McGurr. He does ghost tours in Charleston, cool. South Carolina. He has got a bunch of equipment. He is more He's probably the most experienced person that we have here this evening. And so he's got equipment that we're going to be using. We thought we were going to have like 50 people here, so we were going to split us up. But since we're a smaller group like this, we're just going to all stick together. And I don't know if you want to start. We could start in here. There's like museum type stuff, and we can. You guys can kind of look at that and see if we get any activity in here, and then we can go over and and do the keeper's house next and see if we get anything in there. Does that sound good? Okay. Let's go on in. And we were off to investigate in the lighthouse. 
All the stories about the children who died here do not give a specific date for their accident. The closest we've come to a year is 1873. We never thought much about it until investigating this time, and this came up on the Ghost Radar app. Can you say what your favorite color is? Summer. Is that your favorite season? It is summer. Real. It said without summer or real. Research. We have done a lot of research here. It sounds like he might have been getting the colors to do something. I haven't seen anything. I mean, we have some energy that's in here. If you go over, you can get that to light up and make noise. If you stepped over near it and touched it, it's over in that Adam. Adam. So there you hear we got Summer, Real, and Research, also the name Adam, and we also later got the name Ellen and the word Florida. Now, I had never thought, like we said, about when did these kids have this accident that killed them? So I went to go see if it was anywhere on record, and like we said, we could only find that year, 1873. So I'm wondering if we're hearing summer, obviously we were there in the summer, but did the accident happen in the summer? Could be. And I was wondering if the ghosts were telling us, go do your research. <laughs> <laughs> you lazy bums. And then, of course, it knew where we were in Florida. Kathy and Gavin Thomas were with us. I've met up with them in Tampa before to do a tour. And so it was really fun to have them come all the way across the state and meet up with us over here at the Lighthouse. I know St. Augustine is one of their favorite cities to go to. And she was our spirit magnet in the lighthouse. Speaking of which, they're probably there right now. Oh, you're right, because they were going to go over <laughs> Halloween weekend, and that's when we're, that's recording. When we're recording. She told us about hearing the little girl's giggle when she was here before. When I was here the last time, we were around the center there, and that's where I got the little girl giggles. Like right around Kathy felt the spirits more than once when we were at the base of the stairs in the tower, and then we were able to verify her experience with equipment. Yeah, I can't have that chill. 
Can I keep on my finger? So, just as you can't see all the papers until it's all over. So, So you hear there, Kathy says she's feeling cold spots, and then Kelly is using the temp gun and getting readings of colder temperatures near Kathy, especially her hand hanging by her side. And Kelly, at the same time that you've gotten the temp gun out and are shooting it around her just to get a a feel for what the different temperatures were, Nick has got a couple of devices out too, and he's capturing readings that seem to be indicating that it's cold around her. Yeah, multiple devices. Then whatever this was leaves. I wandered down to the display cases and I was talking with one of the listeners down there. What I'd done is I'd left the flashlight down there for the flashlight experiment. And so I was basically saying, I'm going to give you one more chance. Can you turn on the flashlight? And then this listener started telling me about her experiences. You've been feeling that? Yeah. Kathy's been feeling that too. Okay. Like mid cap down, and it almost feels like not quite a breeze, but I can tell it's colder than the rest of my body. Interesting, because Kathy up there has been having the exact same sensation on the lower part of her leg, and they yeah. used the temp gun, and it was a little bit yeah, colder. It almost feels like. But then it'll go away. Uh-huh. And then it'll come back. Come back? Interesting. So she was feeling a cold area from her kneecap down, and that's exactly the area that Kathy was getting her feelings of cold. Which is weird, because the kids are going to be a little bit taller than your kneecap, so it was like, are they crawling around on the ground or something? Hard to say. Perhaps maybe a ghost cat? (laughs) Maybe. Then whatever was around Kathy comes back, and I was able to verify what Kathy was feeling, not only with the EMF, but with my own body. So in this clip that we're going to play here, when you hear me talking about this, what I've done is I've walked over to Kathy and I've crouched down right next to her and I'm holding the EMF up to Kathy's hand that's just kind of dangling by the side of her body. And she keeps, you know, moving it around and saying, I'm feeling something is touching my hand because at first I went over and I put the EMF next to her foot and we're getting nothing. So I'm like, well, maybe if I hold it up to where she says she's feeling something. Right. You were kind of scanning the whole area, and then that's where you stopped because, as you'll hear. There's a girl down there that was having the same sensation, too, on the lower part of her legs. Like she was feeling significantly cooler towards the bottom of her legs. Well, I've got tingling in my neck, and something pinched me earlier on the arm. Okay. Knock it off. Well, it might be one of the kids saying hi. Or is that like brick? It's brick. It's brick. Is it rough to touch? There's like a contour in the camera. Yeah, it's it's got texture too. All right. Just so I'm not trying to like make shapes out of what's already there. Do you remember me from being here a long time ago, a couple years ago? I heard you laugh. You see the lines, man? I see it. You have, there's a shadow 
like that's moving along that wall to your right. I can see it. Oh. And it's definitely not being projected from back here because I can't see anything. It's not hitting like the coldest spot there though, but you can definitely see where it's getting colder in that area. Mm -hmm. Right when you said you saw the shadow through that? Yeah. This thing worked out for a second. Nine minutes and 26 seconds. Okay. It makes a new file because it'll only go to four games right, at a time. So, is this one of the girls? Uh, it's definitely taller than that. Oh, it just, the coldest spot just went over here. Is it Pete? Do we have one of the other keepers with us? Oh, something's on my leg now. <laughs> weird I felt a twinge on my hand. See? I'm actually feeling pricklies on yeah. my hand. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling. Yeah, it's like my hand is asleep. It's it's really weird. My whole arm is tingling. I'm glad I'm not alone in that feeling. Can you light this up? If you touch it? A little it? bit. Yep. Yep. There we go. Thank you. Can you get it to go all the way to red? Just a little bit more? It's okay, you can touch us. I don't mind. Are Maybe. you a keeper? If this is a keeper, can you get it to light up for us? Are you a child? Can you light that up for us if you're a child? A little girl? Oh, it's, it's going. Thank you. Thank you. Can you get it to go all the way to red? I'm not really feeling anything cold. Something's got my hand. I'm still feeling the tingles in my hand. Yeah, something's got my hand. So the coldest spot is moving from your neck, and it's dropping by about a degree, and then it'll move to your hand where the gate is. Mm-hmm. And it's going off again. Can you get it all the way to red? That'd be really cool. I know it takes a lot of energy. There you go. You're doing great. Just a little bit more. I'm enjoying the cold breeze. Yeah, it's very warm. Of course, the question that I always like to ask is can you feel temperatures? Can you get it all the way to red? You're, you're about halfway there. I know you're trying. All right, awesome, yes. thank you. Yeah. Very, very we good. really thank appreciate you. that, that's so cool. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Thank, thank you. you very much, excellent. We thank you for interacting with us and letting us know you're here. So as you heard in that clip, I'm feeling the same prickly feeling as Kathy. And the EMF went off when we asked it to. It went to orange a lot and then red when we kept saying, Could you, do you think you can get it to red? And it finally did that. For me, this was the coolest experience of the whole evening. And obviously, one of the reasons why is because this is the second time that I feel like 
I don't know if it was touching me or if I was touching it. Right. Some sort of energy was there. There was definitely something. And what I said was unique about it is, you know, if you're holding your hand up and holding an object, probably about 10 minutes in, you're going to start getting that kind of finger prickly feeling because the blood is rushing out of your hand. But I had it immediately. The minute I put my hand up there, I was like, whoa, I feel like pins and needles all over my hand. Right. You weren't in that position for long. And it was immediate. No. And Kathy said she was feeling the same thing. This was completely different than the feeling that I had when I was touched by the spirit at the exchange hotel where I felt like it touched the back of my head and rubbed its hands down that and then down my arm. That felt like some kind of an electric field moving around me. This one just felt like, you know, when your blood is coming back into your hand after it's gone to sleep. Next, we headed over to the keeper's house and we started down in the basement where the most activity is usually reported. The creepiest thing down here was a mannequin in scuba gear. That was freaky because it (laughs) It was was. black, pitch black down there, not much light. Dolly sat down next to it with her SLS camera and she captured something that was not the mannequin. There's just things moving around. It could possibly be dust from us moving, but it's just happening all over here now. Like I was focused on that back corner for a minute. Just like that. On the other side of the scuba person, and all the stairs are wrong. Diane's making me feel like I'm in an interrogation. It's moving too. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do it? There's, there's, there's nothing there, so it's not like it's messy through the wall. So they are dancing for you. Yeah. But there's no, there, I mean, it's not picking up a person. It really does, but it's dancing. Maybe change your position, like come back this way, just to make sure. Yeah. 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 It's Then we started a series of Estes Method spirit box sessions. I conducted the first one, and unbeknownst to me, when I was responding to questions or saying something, other pieces of equipment started going off. So I'm hearing a lot of voices in here. Do you want to ask some questions? Anyone, anyone can ask questions, not just me. Is Pete down here? What she's doing for anyone that isn't familiar, she's she's using a spirit box, she's got her headphones in. I don't know. They go into her ears. Pete noise-canceling headphones over the top of that, so she can't hear what's being said. Um, and anybody... Unfortunately. 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 Every time she says something is going on. We're also getting a spike in EMF over 30 which is higher than your K2 meter that only goes to 25. Nice. So, nice. just so you guys know. Yes. I'm backing away, that's a 27. Yes. Pete, you're here. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Pete, long time Why do you ask? Because we wanted to know who was here. Pete, Matt, I got close to the other chair. And she stated that she was hearing multiple voices, mm-hmm. not just the one. We had some really interesting interactions at the, what jail was it? I'm trying to remember which one. 
with all different voices coming through. Can't get it back. Are there more than one spirit here? We'd love to have you communicate with us. You? Mm -hmm. Can you offer us a name, please? We come here in respect. I know that we're all kind of laughing and having fun because this is a, a neat experience for everyone to come together and have. But we don't mean any disrespect by it. Some of us have been here before. Do you recognize any of us? Wait. What do you want us to wait for? Can you give us can you give us any names? Is anyone still with us? No. Okay. Um, EMF is dropped all the way down to zero. Obviously the millimeter has the REM pod hasn't gone off either. Mm -hmm. um, I'm I'm gonna go very specific. Do we think we're talking to Pete? Correct? Yeah. Uh, yes. So Pete, I, I would like to be very honest and just ask what year did you die in? We want some details. We want to learn more about you. We have several different types. How? Hmm. What? Hmm. We want to know how you died and when you died. We know lots Maybe. of... Maybe. Hmm. It's like having a full conversation. I'm loving it. She's out. Who's, Who's out? out? Who's out, Pete? Tell us. Yep. Oh. Hello. Hi. Hi. Is this someone new? Nick, that's not the camera that can identify the temperatures on somebody, right? No. Okay. I have that handy. Well, my right hand got really... How's her? What was that? What was that? She can't hear us. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> no, can I you asking, say that again? I was asking if anybody in here caught what she said. Hauser. Hauser? Doogie? <laughs> she and I do that all the time when we're investigating. I'll either start talking to her and she's got the headphones on or she starts talking to me when I've got Because I'll, I'll use the headphones to try to do Estes with the dowsing rods while she asks questions. Raise your hand who needs their temperature. It was on this hand, too. It's cold. It is. Along my wrist. On my hand. Whatever's there is still on your hand, because the colder spot keeps going to your wrist area. Mm-hmm. That's where I feel it. So we're looking at about a five to seven degree difference, which is definitely a drop. Yeah, whoever's here is really, with their energy that they're doing with the spiderweb thing. Yeah. Because it just mm -hmm. happened on the back of my arm, too. Yeah, it's the spiderweb effect. Cornell? Cornell? Is that a name or where you went to school? <laughs> That's where Andy went to school. Yeah, Andy what's up? <laughs> Did she say what's up? Mm -hmm. Oh, she speaks our language. Oh, <laughs> what's up, y'all? It's a modern day spirit. <laughs> What I liked on this was that when I was getting nothing at the same time, the equipment would stop registering anything. Right. And just to go over the details again, because not everyone knows what the Estes method is. The spirit box is a little device that floats through channels very quickly. It basically sounds like static, but you can hear things coming in periodically. 
With it being the Estes method, you put on noise-canceling headphones, and it's plugged in strictly to the spirit box. So you hear it. Nobody else in the room hears it. And then we ask you questions. You can't hear our questions, but the spirit box responds. Absolutely. You can maybe when people are really loud, like laughing, you can kind of hear that in the distance. But yeah, otherwise you can't hear anything. So for a while there, I wasn't getting anything. The equipment isn't going off. And then the conversation picked up again. And this is when Nick started asking questions. And at that same time that Nick starts asking questions, you started feeling something cold on your hand. I did. I was sitting kind of close to the back near one wall, which later I found out that that's an area where they used to have a chair. And anytime they left somebody sitting there, they would always get experiences, whether it's being touched or what have you. I was feeling coldness on my hand, but I was sitting cross-legged on the floor. I'm not really sure what that was all about. And then I started getting that spiderweb tingly feeling too. For people who've listened to all the episodes, the one, the very first one we did on the St. Augustine Lighthouse, which probably was about six and a half years ago, a girl was sitting in that chair when it was set up that way. It's not set up that way anymore down there. And she got poked. And at the same time that she got poked, I caught an EVP across the room on my audio recorder that sounds like it's saying it was me. That's right. That's right. Lots of cool stuff happens down there. And as you said, you had this spiderweb feeling. As people hear in the audio, Kathy said that she had it too. And then I blurred out the word Cornell. When I heard this, I was like, maybe we should start looking to see if there's any names that coordinate here. Because we'd been asking earlier about keepers. Is there a keeper here? Do we have a name for a keeper? And so I did a little investigating about the keepers. And I found out that there was one whose name was actually Cardell. For those of you done this listening to a spirit box, sometimes when the words come through, you interpret them in the way that you would think that it's supposed to be. So if I heard the word Cardell, I would have not thought that that was a real word. I would have leaned more towards Cornell. They sound pretty close together, I think. Yes. Maybe I meant to say Cardell. Well, and to be fair, the spirit box can be very difficult to understand. You do much better with it than I do. I have a much more difficult time discerning what words are being said. Second assistant Cardell D. Daniels was there from 1911 to 1914. He left for a while and went to various other lighthouses that are along the east coast of Florida. He came back to be head keeper here from 1935 to 1943. So he spent quite a few years here. There was about 13 or 14 years that he served here. Cardell had two kids, a boy named Cardell Jr. Everyone called him Cracker and a daughter named Wilma. I will say Wilma is still alive. We'll talk about her in just a minute. In a previous St. Augustine episode, we shared how Cracker launched his sister's cat Smokey out of the tower with a parachute. I don't know if you guys recall that one. That was when you and I went there. And it is actually a story that they have up on the inside of the tower when you're going up the stairs that you can read. He was throwing, I think, soldiers out with parachutes and thought, oh, I wonder if the cat would work. I would have strung him up by his toes. (laughs) The cat survived somehow, but it was so scared that it ran away. It did show back up a few weeks later, and I will say his sister had no idea he had done that until they both came back to the lighthouse years later, and he told the story when they were adults. What a little stinker. Yes. (laughs) So this was in the 1930s. In 1941, the Coast Guard took over the lighthouses, and Cardell was given the option of retiring or putting on a Coast Guard uniform, and he gladly accepted that. So he decided to be with the Coast Guard. The lighthouse also moved to being electrified during his time there. So there's a lot of connection to the lighthouse for him, if you think about it. Wilma returned to the lighthouse for a visit in July of 2021 at the age of 90. She climbed all the way to the top there. 
That still blows my mind. And, you know, they have those little landings that you stop on to rest. Right. And she was leading the group. So she'd get up there and she'd wait and she'd be like, come on, you guys, slow pokes. Oh, my gosh. I love her. She also did this when she was 80. So I think it's something that she does on a regular basis. I think that's so amazing. She said of her father, he'd sit on the railing with his butt. He was a real tall, thin fella. He'd sit there and hold his feet up and slide all the way down. Yeah, I think I sprouted more gray hair just when you told me that. I'm like, (laughs) who would be that crazy? That is so scary. And Cardell's wife, Grace, planted the yellow lilies that still grow at the lighthouse there. And I love that. I don't know if that was his name coming through, but I'd like to think so. So then Kathy took over the Estes method. Were we talking to Pete? Were you speaking through me, Pete? Here. Okay. So we don't look. Oh, well, we won't look if you don't want us to. Me. You know, every so often we heard that you would like to smoke down here. Did you smoke down here? I don't think you were supposed to. Here. Yeah, I think you did. You Stop. I'm sorry, I should be calling you out. Rat me mouth. You know, I was here one time and you poked somebody. Do you like to poke the girls? That's what she said. Wow. Poor Jerry. Good. We're going there, are we? I bet some girls here wouldn't mind if you gave them a little bit of a, you know, poke with your finger. Hi. Hi. And you can see how loud she's speaking. It's because she can't hear anything. Still here. She doesn't know how loud you're still here. We're not ignoring you, Pete. That's crazy. Is there anybody else here with you, Pete? In his lap, kind of? Yeah, I moved it. Make sure it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to tell us if you don't want to. But we think there's several people that hang out here with you. Is there another key? I can. Okay, we would love for you to tell us. Is there another keeper here? Maybe Joseph is here? Or his wife Maria? I know she took over when Joseph passed away. Not at this specific location. No, but I know that you guys do like to come here. Watch. Are you going to do something for us? Help. What do you need help with? Are we talking to more than just Pete? Is there someone else here who needs help? Rick? Who's Rick? Was Rick a keeper? Rick? Can you tell us what Rick's last name was? <laughs> Is there anybody else here besides you and Rick? We've got Rick. Okay. Does Rick want to talk to us? You can talk to us, Rick. Pete, let him talk. Black. Is that was that a skin color or is it something that you were wearing? Chicken. <laughs> do you like to eat that? <laughs> or are you calling someone a chicken? Does Rick not want to come forward? You don't have to be afraid of us. Tree? That's true. They do have all kinds of stuff here. 
is too much. It is a lot of stuff coming through, but you know what? It was right on. Are you serious? Yeah. She said Rick three times, and this is after calling for help. We focused on a name, but that changed later when we went upstairs. Chantel pulled Diane aside and asked, do you think Rick could actually be wreck? Then she pointed up and at the top of the display were these giant letters spelling wrecked. We didn't stop to think of why the lighthouse was there because of shipwrecks. So, yeah, I just thought that was really cool because we were getting ready to do some investigating in that uh, little parlor area. And Chantel just grabbed me aside and she goes, Diane, do you think that that Rick could actually have been wreck? And then she pointed up. And when I looked up, I was like, oh, my gosh, I wonder why we didn't think about that. Because then it also came up. I believe Nick said it once, too. Yes, he did. I knew that somebody else said it. I just wasn't certain. And it was really interesting because Kathy had said help. And then this Rick came up. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, I wonder if she was hearing something replaying from the past. Could be. Or it could have been a keeper who's looking out and saying, oh, no, there's a wreck kind of thing. I don't know if we caught an EVP here, but I'll play it and see what you guys think. Can you tell us what Rick's last name was? Sounds like job to me. It did. Now let's go ahead and we're going to play it. I amped up that area so that people can hear that. Can you tell us what Rick's last name was? And I'll play it one more time. Can you tell us what Rick's last name was? The interesting thing here, Kelly, is that I didn't think we'd catch any EVP because we had a group of 25. You have people who are in different rooms whispering and that kind of thing. This one I felt like sounded different enough. And the way we were all kind of set up, there there wasn't a lot of whispering going on that I felt that this had a possibility of being something like that. Nick takes over the Estes method and things take a mean turn at the beginning. Right. I remember. Go sit by the side. Yeah, you go sit by that guy now. <laughs> Next time. Now we have a guy here that you can talk to. Maybe you'd rather talk to... This is Nick. Shut up. No, oh, wow. Rude. 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 I know. Call me. I know, Pete, sometimes you... Stick. Well... I know you can sometimes be a jerk, but we're here respectfully. We just want to talk to you. Stop him. Do you not want Nick using that? Beat him. Oh, we're not oh. going to beat him. Now, did you beat somebody? Was there something going on between you and Rick? Pete and Rick? Not getting along? How long have you been here? Catch up. Okay. We'll try to catch up with you. Will you tell us how long you've been here? Rick. Rick. Who is Rick? People take. Did somebody take something from Rick? We heard him. Is it all right for us to stay down here or would you like us to go back upstairs? Ooh, that sounds good. I mean, if you want to give someone a hug, you can, but you have to be very nice about it and gentle. Anybody say freedom. That? Is that something that you would like, is freedom? You've been here a really long time, I think, even though you won't tell us how long you've been here. Different. 
You want to go someplace different? We'd love for you to light up our stuff over here too if you want to. Are we speaking to a different person now? Did we upset you and you don't want to talk to us anymore? Sideways. <laughs> did something go sideways? What did you overhear? Ryan. What did Ryan say? One. Do you like what they've done down here with the displays? They changed a lot of things. I know there used to be a table and chairs down here that you like to sit at. It's not here anymore. Box. Did they take a box away that you used to have down here? What do you think of the cannons and stuff down here? Ball. There's Little. Some, there might be some cannonballs in here. I know there's sometimes a kid who walks through here and leaves muddy footprints upstairs. <laughs> do we have any children with us? Rick. Rick. Rick, again. Rick, can you tell us how old you are? Can you tell us why you're here? You don't have to be afraid to talk to us. Senses. Really. Would you like us to go upstairs? West. Talk. You have to tell us either up. Sign. Okay. We don't know which way is west. <laughs> we know that you were. Mine. You were doing something with this device right here. I think that's a millimeter, right? I believe so. Yeah. Can you get that to go again? Maybe you could sit down next to Nick here. Do you like Nick? We know you like talking to... This was Kathy that you were talking to before. Nut. People. There are a lot I of agree. us here. Count to three. Count to three. One, two, two three. three. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're the body. I think you're making fun of us. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Nothing else. You don't want us to do anything else? That's it? That's it? We really want to talk Because. Alright, I'm going to tap him out. Nick was firing off answers. As you heard there, he got Rick too. And then we loved that there at the end when it he said to count to three. We all counted to three. And then he said, smart. <laughs> it was so funny. It is. And, you know, most people, if you're just looking at it from a distance and you don't know what's going on with the Estes method, you'd be like, oh, sure, that was him, you know, just saying something. But the way that he said count to three, you know, if somebody's trying to play a game with you, I would think they'd just be like count to three. Right. It came spread out. So we know that they were individual comments that came through yeah that he was trying to get his brain wrapped around and then it was just really funny that they were like smart so and pete had that kind of an attitude so it might have been that yeah little smart alecky maybe yeah <laughs> so we go upstairs and we did some work with the dousing rods and you got touched again i did and this one i think was on the back of your head yes it was the REM pod also was going off when we were up there. And at first I thought that maybe he, Nick had been touching it or something. He's like, I wasn't anywhere near it. So I was like, okay. 
Then our two hours was up. It went really fast. It sure did. But we had such a great time. We did. I mean, I could have booked it for a little bit longer, but I was like, you know, we're going to be getting into, we did it from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. And then we had the live show the next day. And I know everybody wanted to go exploring on Saturday morning. Sure. So we're like, let's not make it too late. We need some sleep. Yeah. We really enjoyed hanging out with everybody. It was great meeting Nick. And he was so gracious with offering up his equipment and everything. And I just loved, you know, as I said earlier, he had that respectful investigation technique. And he asked some really unique questions that were more personal. It wasn't just like, is anybody here? I mean, he would ask, like, what kind of a job did you do? Was it really tough, difficult work and that kind of stuff? Yeah, definitely. I I enjoy that because you got to imagine people that are coming in investigating usually do ask very basic questions. And it's kind of be boring to the spirits. So, yeah. I don't know if we'll ever be able to put something like this together again. So thank you to you guys who joined us. Bummer for you guys who didn't get a chance to join us. (laughs) You're so bad. (laughs) Again, I don't know that we'll be doing this anytime in the future. I know that we'll be going to do some ghost hunts. And we usually let people know when we're going to go do them, but I don't know that we'll be organizing them ourselves. Right. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this bonus episode featuring one of our investigations. I've been your host, Diane. And this has been Kelly. You take care now. Bye-bye.